What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another installment of uh, Philly Four Court Press. I'm your host, Big T. Will. I got my producer extraordinaire, who's uh, filling in for Mr. Nat Marlowe, Mr. Mikey. What's up, Mike? What's going on, T. Will? Good morning to you. It is a beautiful day to be a Philly sports fan. Yeah, man. Uh, it's a beautiful week, and uh, everybody needs to get out and enjoy it. Uh, real quick, you know, being a Philadelphia sports fan and uh, – NFL draft happened this week, and the uh, Eagles finally doing something right by uh, picking up uh, Devontae Smith, uh, Heisman winner from uh, Alabama. And, uh, you know, the front office uh, rolled the dice, and they got it right finally. They rolled the dice and, and gambled, and, you know, they got one of the big, the big, big names that was part of the, uh, the groups with the Kyle Pitts, the uh, Lamar Chase. Jamar Chase, um, you know, Devontae Smith, and everyone else. So they got one. So everyone should be happy. So let's see. Hopefully this week they finish out strong and uh, get someone to pair up with Darius Slay and get a linebacker in here and, uh, you know, give this new coaching regime uh, something to work with, you know, because right now they got salad. So let's see if they can turn this into a, a, a gourmet meal. But – Anyway, we're going to jump into our, our guys on the court, on the hardwood. And our guys looked pretty good the other night. They looked pretty good uh, giving it to uh, the Atlanta Hawks. They, the Sixers gave them the business, and they gave it to them early. Mm. And, Mike and I was, Mike and I was going back and forth on text message, and Mike said to me something that stood out. He said that, uh, you know, Curry was on fire early. Early. I mean, the Sixers almost put up 40 points in the first quarter. We haven't seen that in a while, in a long time. And it was good to see how they came in, took care of business. And, uh, you know, let's get it, don't, let's not get it twisted. Uh, Trey Young was out. You know, the Hawks had some players that were out. Trey Young was out. They was running with uh, Lou Will, who, who's older, so he shouldn't be piling on so many minutes. Uh, they were looking for John Collins to step up and Solomon Hill. But, you know, when you're missing a guy like Trey Young, who is all-star in this league, and it shows. Just like when the Sixers were missing Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid or both, it shows. So it, so it shows you how important one player could be or one star, future star in the league, could be to each team. So me saying that Curry was on fire early when Mike was – uh going back and forth with me, uh, it just goes to show what Ben Simmons does on the court when he's here, how important he is. Because post-game, Curry said, you know, playing with Ben Simmons makes the game so much easier. He, he gets you so many more open looks. He's always ready to push the rock in transition, and he's a pass-first point guard. He doesn't look to score. He looks to get everyone else off first before he looks for his, uh, his game, which is good. Get your players off early. Get the big man in involved early you know let everyone settle down and then you go up for yours I'm always I've always said that Ben Simmons was uh, a different style point guard and he's the type of point guard who's a facilitator so you just got to come to the grips with it and I'm okay with that because the team wins when Ben's playing his best giving out dimes you know what I'm saying uh, Mike absolutely and and seeing Simmons and uh, Curry's chemistry of then kind of feeding off each other I mean, at some points, the, the Sixers' offense just really looked unstoppable. And like you said, you know, 
we don't want to get too excited because it was a depleted Hawks squad. But, I mean, the bottom line is when, you know, the Sixers are, are clicking on all cylinders and, you know, everybody between Embiid, Simmons, and Curry are, are, are you know, going at it full throttle. There's not many teams that can defend that offense, uh, you know, throughout the entire league. No, there really isn't. And the team is, is potent, and especially on the defensive side. So if their offense is clicking, and you know when their offense is clicking, they, they start turning it up on the defensive side because they get more motivated in the game. Right. And the Sixers are a top. If they're not the top defensive team in the league, it just I'm not even looking at numbers, just looking at the eye test. If they're not the top team, uh, defensive team in the league, they're in the top three, easily. Mm. Easily. You know, to have a guy like Matisse Thibel and, and Ben Simmons go, just dogging your players on the court for, you know, four quarters, it, it can wear on you. It can wear on you. And that's something that they're going to need going into playoffs. You know, I'm excited to see how Matisse has grown all season. And he just looks ever, – ever since he got healthy, he just looks more comfortable. He looks better. He's looking for a shot. I don't even care that he misses a shot right now. Just the fact that he's taking it and looking for a shot, and he's just playing lights out on defense. And same with Simmons. Simmons might have a case and might uh, mess around and steal the defensive player of the year award from Gobert. And he should. He should because he is the catalyst. Guy guards all five positions. And he will guard. He, he doesn't back down from any person on the court. And that's what a defensive player does. And he rebounds. He blocks shots. Simmons is all over his, his fingerprints are all over the game at the end of the day. So for people to say that he doesn't deserve it's just silly. And the criticism that he gets is just silly. And like Mike and I said uh, last installment, if you haven't watched the four games prior when Simmons was out with this quotation mark sickness, I'd leave that up to you guys to <laughs> believe that or not, then you really just don't understand uh the nuances of the game or understand what Simmons does with this team. You know what I'm saying? So, listen, they got to back-to-back with the Hawks. They got to they gotta take care of business again. I'm not sure if uh, Trey Young's uh, playing or not. Mike's over there. He's going to look he, up to see yeah, if – He's uh, not playing. Trey Young is not playing tonight. Okay, so Trey Young's not playing. So, the Hawks look like they're still going to be a little depleted. Um, real quick though, how salty was Chris Dunn, man? <laughs> he was big mad, yo. I mean, and, and, and he got teed up, and then it was uh, Trey Young got teed up too in street clothes too. So, yeah. wait a minute, how do you get teed up with a mask on? He must have been, <laughs> been screaming. Oh man, mask. because it's already hard enough to hear people talking with a mask on, and you got teed up from the side wearing a mask. <laughs> So, but yeah, man, Chris Dunn, listen, if you want, if you don't want Matisse to rise up on you and shake, give you the business, play better, play better. And I'm Absolutely. a Chris Dunn fan. I mean, I, I like Chris Dunn's game. Chris Dunn was a guy that I thought the Sixers should have uh, drafted when he was coming out. Yeah, Providence you know, guy. Yeah, Providence guy. He gave Carolina the business in the um, yes, sir, yeah, in the tournament, and um, you know, Carolina held off and won, thankfully. <laughs> but uh, you know, Chris Dunn looked like he was going to be a problem, and he just he just hasn't his game hasn't grown yet, and he injured and the injuries are piling up. I'd like to see him turn it around. So, but not against this, not against our squad. 
Right. So, look, we're going to look for the Sixers to take care of business against the Hawks tonight. Um, and going in this weekend, you know, they're sitting a game and a half behind Brooklyn. I took a quick look at Brooklyn's uh, schedule and the Sixers' schedule. Now, with Brooklyn, uh, they have they, these next four games, five, these next four or five games for Brooklyn is a test. We need we, – we, we as fans want – other teams to help us out. And when I say help us out, us as the fans, me talking as a fan's per- perspective. Okay? So so we need help. So as a fan base, this is the help that we're looking for. Brooklyn's next five games, as I said, they got the Trailblazers who are banged up, but they're fighting for a playoff seed. So they need this game as much as anybody. And you got Milwaukee, Milwaukee. So Milwaukee needs to take care of business at home. You can't let Brooklyn come into your house and and destroy you. And then then they're still on the road with Dallas and then Denver. So if Brooklyn could just slip up and lose three out of this six, go three and three, I think the Sixers could take the East. Because then they'll finish off, Brooklyn will finish off with the Bulls twice, the Cavs, and the Spurs. Cupcakes. Mm. Now, not sure what Steve Nash would do. Will he set his guys to give them more rest, or will he play them? Not sure about that, but that's a cupcake down the stretch for them. Apparently, Durant is not playing tonight because, you know, he hates going back-to-back nights, but uh, I think Kyrie is supposed to go against Portland tonight, too. And and Harden's out till yeah. then it's till playoffs probably. Yeah, exactly. So this would be an opportunity for Portland to come into uh BK and steal a win. But Kyrie is a, a game changer. Kyrie carried the team and they beat Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix looked like they were a juggernaut and Kyrie went off on it. So I mean it's it's a good it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, but they gotta go at least three and three. So keep an eye on that. They go three and three. Sixers win the East. They win the Atlantic Division and they win the East. Because Sixers will take care of Hawks, Hawks uh, this evening, and then they have the Spurs, Bulls, and Rockets. I don't see them losing that at all. They got a revenge game against the Pelicans, and then they got another revenge game against the Pistons. And then after that. The two games I said would be in question would be the Pacers and the Heat. So Brooklyn goes three and three. Philly loses one of two. Pacers or Heat, you you you're up a half game in the standings, and you finish off with the Magic, and you take care of business. You take the East. You take your land division. You take the East, and now you got a better shot of not going through a physical grind of the seven-game series in the second round with Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Let them guys do it. That makes a lot of sense. I like that way, don't you? Absolutely. That's the way to go about it, man. And, you know, they're in the driver's seat, you know, like we were saying. And that just, you know, it's a game changer being that one seat, especially in in the East where it's just – it's so top-heavy, you know, after – after, you know, us, after Philly, uh, you know, Brooklyn and Milwaukee, it, it, you know, it's a major drop-off. You know, the Knicks, Knicks are a solid team, but 
they're not they're not in the elite company, uh, you know, as the top three uh, teams are. Agree, agree. Now let's run that. You, you know, it's funny you bring that up. Let's run through that real quick. So you talk about the Knicks, and then you have the Hawks, who they're a decent team, but they're not elite. Mm. You got the you got the Celtics, who I said they were going to miss the playoffs, but it looks like they might uh, hang on. You know, let me peek into Boston Bean Town schedule. Uh yeah, they're going to hang on. <laughs> their, their schedule is a little cupcake. They'll they'll hang on. Okay. So Boston's in. Miami's having their struggles. I don't care what Jimmy Bucket says. They're having their struggles. Charlotte is the surprising team in the eighth seed right there. Yeah. And then you got the nine ten, which is Pacers Wizards. And the Bulls are right there looking in. Mm. So, you know, just let these next two weeks is going to be shaping up. So potentially, hypothetically, if the Sixers get the one seed, they'll get the winner of the eight and nine when they play. So let's say Pacers and everything holds stay right here except for Brooklyn and the Sixers. They flip. Right. So Pacers, Pacers, Wizards will play. The winner of that will play the Hornets, and then the winner of that will play the Sixers. So between the Hornets, Pacers, Wizards, there is zero concern for me as a Sixers fan. Zero. Or for, zero. No concern whatsoever. I don't care if you got 10 Westbrooks on, on Washington <laughs> and they all get triple doubles. You're not going to win. You're no not going to win. No way. That's why it's important for the Sixers to make a statement against the Pacers. Make a statement against the Pacers and say, look, enough, enough of this playing around with y'all, going into the field house, and they kicking our butt the first half, and then we got to fight and claw back to win a game. Go in there and make a statement and, and bust, their, bust them up a little bit, give them the business, and let them know where you are as an elite team. So potentially if you play them, as a one eight seed, you handle your business. You handle your business, and I'm definitely not worried about the Hornets. No, I, I think the whole play in, you know, the play in like uh, scenario for the playoffs this year for the seven to uh, like seven to ten seeds. I think that helps the the Sixers a lot, especially if they are the one seed, because you know those teams will just beat up on each other during the play in, uh, you know, stage. So I think that uh, you know I think it, it helps us. A lot, you know, and, and like you said, just zero concern with any of these teams that uh, are just going to hang on to, you know, barely make the playoffs. Yeah, there, there's there's a non a non issue with with the the bottom feeders, you know. That's where Doc needs to get the team focused. You know, those four games, run them out of the gym, give the big man the rest that he needs, give Ben the rest that he needs. Mm. I don't mind seeing the uh, the blue coats play in the fourth quarter. Uh, they're, they actually they're pretty fun. Uh, they're real energetic, so I don't mind seeing them play. Especially, yeah. you know, it's gonna it's gonna help in the playoffs, man. So if you get a big lead on these teams, uh, these these eight seed teams, um, and let your bench play, you know, it just helps moving forward. It helps moving forward. So, hey, hey Mike, real quick, final thoughts before we wrap up, brother. Look, I mean, like we said, I think the theme of, uh, you know, of this week, of this weekend, between the NFL draft, between what's going on with the Sixers, wrapping up the regular season, 
a lot of things to look forward to, a lot of things to be excited about. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just happy to be, to be witness it, witnessing it. And these next few weeks and months will be, uh, will be very interesting for, for Sixers fans everywhere. Yeah, agree, agree. Uh, final thought for me, man. Listen, uh, enjoy, enjoy the weekend. Uh, get out there, get moving, get exercise, get motivated. Uh, let's see if our, our, uh, our football team in the city can uh, finish strong in the uh, draft. And uh, let's see if the hardwood can uh, continue to make us happy. I said they got. I said they potentially could go twelve and zero on the schedule right now. They got one under the belt. Eleven more to go. Yep, yep. So this is this is uh. So coming up on the next installment, we'll look at the uh, rest of the schedule as it keeps uh, breaking down. We'll also talk about potential uh, early playoff matchups again to see uh, where who we think that's actually going to be solidified in play. So we got that and so much more on the next installment of Philly Four Court Press. You know, you know me. I'm your host, Big T. Will. That's my guy over there, uh, Magic Mike. Hey, listen, man. Stay with us. Ride with us. We appreciate you guys. Mike, let's ride out. Thanks. <laughs>